It's Friday. It's another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here, as well as Dahlia. What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? And special guest this week, Aaron. What's up, man? Hello. And we got lots of great things headed your way, lots of great topics to talk about. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, 105.7 FM. We got lots of great music as well. Nothing but new tracks from 6 to 7 p.m. Stream us anywhere, anytime, 1057thebear.com for the music episode. And check us out for a podcast on our website, thegaragerockshow.com. All right, so Labor Day's over. How was your guys' Labor Day weekend? Uh, I mean, we we had a pretty good one. Oh, we did. We took the dog for a walk. We had mochajete. We drank beer. We barbecued like every <laughs> single day. Yeah, it Watched was, the movie. Didn't it was know nice. Said that already. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, it was Relaxing. good. It was my wife's birthday weekend, so yes, did a happy few birthday weekend to Danielle. And yeah, we, we dropped fun. her off a nice little gift. I don't know. Yep, is she gonna she, use it in the shop or the house? Chris, the house. Chris she enjoyed picked it. That oh, gift, nice. Right. By the way, well, you were you were against opposed it. to it. You were against it. Going on record. No, she really enjoyed it. She likes it. Nice. So there you nice. go. See, there you go, Dahlia. All right, all right, all right. Uh, National Guacamole Day is coming up, Dahlia. September sixteenth. National Cheeseburger Day, one of my favorite days of the year, on the 18th, and the ever-popular National Coffee Day. Well, I don't know. We don't, we, we don't drink coffee, they so... Have a burrito I day. have been... <laughs> they do. Mm. Yeah, it was earlier. I, I did celebrate that. We went to La Casita. That's one of... Oh, uh, that's right. Remember? I got the I Chili so, Verde yeah. one. Yeah. On uh, uh, Burrito Day or whatever. Yeah, I haven't so had I coffee since May of 2017. You used to be a big coffee drinker, Every so day, what's up with that? all like, day. Why did you quit? Um, well, you know what? Too much caffeine gives me vertigo. Yeah. Um, but I love coffee. Probably you harping on me because you don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably part well, of it. you know. That's probably definitely part of it. It was hard. I love the smell of coffee, though. I just I love want the smell a of candle, coffee, too. And I, mm-hmm. just, I just want to go get fresh coffee grounds just so they'll be... Like out in my house. <laughs> my wife and like I, I are have coffee dr- fiends. You, oh, yeah, I Aaron love, drinks coffee. Oh man, all the time, I right? Was a coffee. At fiend. least a, a cup a day, right? Supposed to be good for you, though, right? It yeah, is it good is for you. There's actually been a lot of studies that say that, especially for benefits. your blood and yeah, it keeps your mm, blood going. And maybe I should get back into it. <laughs> I love uh, just a hot cup of coffee, no cream, no sugar, just a fresh ground cup of coffee. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, some new albums out today, September 7th, 2018. Uh, New albums from Adult, Boston Manor, Chic. Ah, Wow, that's crazy. Chic? Really? Wow. Yeah, now Rogers uh, releasing something with Chic. No, Rogers is legit. The album's called It's About Time, so that's pretty cool. If you don't know who Niall Rogers is, look it up. He pretty much wrote almost every song you've ever heard from the 80s and 90s. Almost, from the 70s and above, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. fabulous. Uh, Or had a hand in producing... The albums. Yeah, that that's why today. Daft Punk hit him up, and uh, it's good to see he's bringing Chic back with a new album. So check that out. Uh, new albums from Chili Gonzalez, Clutch, uh, Everlast, Jeff the Brotherhood, Lenny Kravitz has a new album out called Raise Vibration. So Everlast has a new album. So can we stop hearing that one song that always comes on the radio? <laughs> yeah, hopefully it? we'll get a new single, huh? God. It's called Everlast's uh, new album is called Whitey Ford's House of Pain. So he's still going by that Whitey Ford. Mm-hmm. Remember. Wasn't that the... Uh, Whitey Ford sings the blues that, Yep, right? there you go. All right, so... <laughs> you really might know what it's like. That's the song I was talking about. Like, of please, course. I'm so It's the only the song. song. I mean, come on. Yeah, so let's be honest here. It. It's the only one anyone knows about him. Uh, <laughs> Jeff the Brotherhood's got a new album out. Lenny Kravitz. Macy Gray. Wow. No, good for her. She's, I like Macy Gray. Yeah, she's got a unique voice. She's cool. Um... 
Who else? Mothers, Paul Carrick, Paul McCartney has Ooh, his new no, album out. Paul Simon. Paul Simon. And Paul Simon. I just uh, bought a Paul Simon record on my birthday many... weekend at the uh, antique store. Yeah, So I only buy right. my records at the antique store. Greatest Hits album. Don't buy the new ones. Go to the antique store. Go to the thrift <laughs> store. Well, buy, buy the new the ones, though, too. Album. These are pretty cool. I want to hear these albums. Yeah. Paul McCartney has a new one called Egypt Station, and Paul Simon has a new one called In the Blue Light. Mm. So those are both out today. I'm interested. Uh, spiritualized, Swamp Dog, Teleman, Waxahachie, Great Thunder. So there you go. Uh, all new albums out today. And as predicted, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. One of the headlines is. today. Aaron called it. Can't stay out of the news. <laughs> but this is for a uh, pretty yeah, cool thing. I saw that video, though. Which one? I watched, actually watched that 23-minute long video. Oh, so what did you think where he plays all the instruments, right? So a bunch of Dave Grohl's in there playing. <laughs> it was cool. I mean... Yeah, what would you think of it? I mean, was it boring? A lot of people were like, uh, uh, Dave "I'm not Grohl gonna play. lie, it kind of got boring, but it was still, it could have been. I think it would be not boring, but I'll, it got stale. I kind of think right? it would be a lot cooler. He could have done it in like less than ten minutes and done. Ah, uh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. And so he drug know. it out. Yeah, yeah, a little too Just drug out, little. but still, but it was, it cool was idea, dope. right? It was dope. Yeah, cool idea. Um, so apparently Nirvana members reunited to perform a cover of Molly's Lips when Chris Novoselic's band Giants in the Trees, that's the name of his band, opened for Foo Fighters at Seattle's Safeco Field on Saturday. No one expected to see a little mini Nirvana reunion, but Dave Grohl invited Novoselic on stage during the Foo Fighters set. They performed their Nirvana uh, cover of the Vaseline's Molly's Lips. The only time they did that uh, recently was actually when they were in the hometown of the Vaselines. I think it was like in Scotland or something like that. And they covered the song, uh, I think, I don't know, like five or six years ago. And this is the first time that they've done it since then. And it's pretty cool. You could see them uh, having a good time with each other. So here they are on stage. Dave and Chris are hugging. Uh, They look to be, you know, pretty stoked about it. (laughs) They look good. They look in good spirits, right? There's Pat. I mean, Pat Smear. I mean, he toured with Nirvana. What is that and amp in the back? It's got like this red um, cloth cloth around it. It looks fabulous. Yeah, I'm not sure off I want to wear of that head. in a dress. It's like an inspiration. <laughs> we'll have to look into that, what amp model she's talking about. But there they are. It's like they never kind of missed a beat, you know? Yeah, right on. But it's kind of unique to see Dave playing guitar uh, instead of on the drums, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, who's that? Fucking Willie Nelson on the accordion? Who is that? That's <laughs> <laughs> like some dude with a bandana. I need my He's glasses playing on. the accordion. Oh, I see it in the back. Yeah, like the, they showed him on the big screen. That red like matches the amp I was talking about. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But anyway, it looks to be like a fun Red t- velvet accordion. Yeah, yeah. Red velvet cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway. That's yeah, cool. okay, you so know, it was a one-off cool. performance in Scotland, the home of the Vaselines, in September 2015, last time they did that. Uh, but apparently it's a, f- a favorite of theirs to do, uh, so pretty cool. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, but apparently fans were like, oh, you know, they criticized the duo for performing without Kurt. Like, why are you guys doing this? And Novoselic took it in stride and jokingly tweeted, quote, we tried to get a hold of him for the gig as many times as we tried to contact Kurt. We couldn't get through. The phone just kept ringing and ringing. Kurt does not have email. In fact, I have never emailed him in my life, and I have been online since 1993, end quote. So, I thought that was pretty well good. Well played, took, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> pretty His good, right? Are dumb. 
Yeah. Know. Give me a break, it's right? Like they people? came out. We're coming out as Nirvana, and they did a cover. That's what I yeah. I thought was so cool is that like, Nirvana. You they know, were just basically jamming together, right? They were just having fun, fucking relaxed people. Uh, all right, so Tenacious D, check out the new album artwork here. This is Tenacious D's new album, Post Apocalyptico or Post Apocalypto. Chris, what does this photo remind you of? Um. I don't know, like old school cartoons from the... Does this not remind you of Paranoid Android video? Oh, yeah, Paranoid Androids. Uh, you know, Radiohead. it could be the same artist that did the artwork for the Paranoid Android video. We'll That's have to look into that. Like. That's a great observation, Dahlia. Uh, it's just like it looks like uh, we see Jack and Kyle like in a motor scooter. There's like a devil. There's like a robot playing in a guitar. They're in a unicorn. There's a nuclear bomb with a bunch of bodies lying around uh. it's a great album cover so their new album uh is gonna feature dave grohl on the drums of course, of course it is of course right <laughs> as we're, ta- we're talking about dave grohl so we gotta that's good for him though he's staying busy he's staying active why not and it's gonna be accompanied by an animated series that the new album was produced by john spiker and will be available to fans digitally on cd and on translucent green vinyl which i might have to pick up Six-episode post-apocalypto animated series will kick off at the end of this month, guys, September 28th, with a new episode to follow every Friday. wonder if those are some characters off so, the album, probably, yeah. look at it. Yeah. Jack Black drew all the characters, and they're voiced by Black and Kyle Gass. So even though it looks like what we were saying, maybe the an- animator from Paranoid Android, that's just the way Jack Black uh, draws. That's It looks to be his artwork there. Uh, so pretty cool. There's it's like gonna... a calendar with one... What is that? A side boob? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say. You say like for a, me. A nudie mag. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff uh, on the album cover we're talking about. Uh, the animated series will feature new music from the album. Tenacious D will be uh, at Cal Jam 2018, October 6th, and also in Oakland on the 17th of December at the Fox Theater. So check that out. All right. So the new soundtrack for Bohemian Rhapsody is out. Uh, it is uh, here's the album cover is on the left. They're going to be using that poster there. Uh, here's the deal. It's uh, going to feature a ton of exclusive, previously unreleased Queen music and rarities. So these are some songs that Queen fans have never heard before. A total of 22 tracks. Five of these are taken from Queen's legendary 21-minute live aid performance in July 1985 and have never before been released in audio form. Wow. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, apparently, there are also a handful of all-new takes on the classics recorded specifically for the soundtrack. One is a version of We Will Rock You that incorporates both a studio cut and a live performance with audience participation. So that's kind of neat. Uh, there's a rendition of Don't Stop Me Now, which features newly rec- uh, recorded guitar parts from B- Brian May. And Smile, the predecessor band Queen, also reunited to re-record their original song, Doing All Right. Queen's own version later appeared on their debut album, which is pretty cool. So even the band before Queen, Smile, got together to record some new music for this movie, which is pretty awesome, right? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Looking forward to it. So coming out, uh, uh, oh, yeah, and today's track list announcement comes on what would have been Freddie Mercury's 72nd birthday today. So pretty awesome. How old was he when he passed? Uh, good question. I'm not sure. 30s, um, 40s? I, I would say late 30s, for early 40s. 50s? I'm not sure. Okay, so it's 2018 yeah, I I now. I don't have it. Uh, and he would have been 72, so yeah. Late something like 30s, that. 30s, early 40s. 
Uh, Soundgarden's Kim Thiel says the new gig he's doing with the MC50 is pretty therapeutic for him. MC50 is this touring band that is founded, uh, or excuse me, that has MC5 founder Wayne Kramer, Soundgarden guitar, uh, guitarist Kim Thiel, King's X singer bassist Doug Pinnock, Fugazi drummer Brendan Canty, and Zen Gorilla frontman Marcus Durant. So it's kind of a super group. They're playing a bunch of MC5 songs with Wayne Kramer as the frontman. And, you know, it's been a rough year for um, Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thiel, you know, uh, obviously Chris Cornell taking his own life, putting Soundgarden on pretty much indefinite hiatus. Uh, he said on on asking about this new tour and how it's like to play with him, he said, quote, Am I ready to come out of the fetal position? <laughs> I thought two things. Am I ready to come out of the fetal position? And then how could I be any more ready than this opportunity to play with what I consider to my favorite band? So I made myself ready. I was like, fix your head. This is the one. When I mentioned it to friends of mine, they didn't they didn't hesitate. They said, oh, my God, this is your dream. You should do this. The timing was pretty good, I think. I was allowing myself to be ready, end quote. That's pretty cool. Do you remember that episode of Friends where Rachel's wearing that MC5 shirt? I thought that was cool. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't remember that episode, throwback. but... Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, she's wearing an MC5 shirt. Okay. So, anyway, of course, he was asked about the future of Soundgarden, and he said, quote, We often reference rock history, and we've often commented on what other bands in similar situations have done, not as a plan or anything, but just commenting on a, how bands have handled situations like this and what bands seem to have been graceful and dignified and how they manage their future musical endeavors and how some maybe were clumsy and callous. We think about those things. We try not to go do deep. Excuse me. We try not to go do too deep into these conversations, but stuff comes up after a few beers. End quote. <laughs> so I'm sure, but I Fair mean, enough. like Aaron, what do, what do you think about that? He's basically saying we're trying to do it in a graceful, kind of cool way. Do you think Soundgarden should carry on as Soundgarden, or do you think that chapter is completely done? It's hard to say, man. I don't know. I think they should probably just come out under a new name. We've kind of been talking about that recently with yep. other bands. And, and i got to agree right? with that kind of mentality. I think you Everybody, should do something else. Yeah. Let Soundgarden just have its legacy yeah. and lay it to rest, you know? Like yeah. Nirvana, right? I mean, Nirvana didn't. Dave I mean, Grohl could have c- carried on, and but he did he Foo did Fighters. No, he did Foo Fighters, though. Yeah. We were just talking he about played Queen. A Queen totally new. Uh, Do they? I'm sure they. They're still selling out shows as Queen with Adam Lambert, right? Right. Yes. I mean, oh, really? So I, oh, yeah. I did yeah. not even know that. I don't know if they're. Are they currently still touring? Or I know they were like a year ago or something. Yeah, I don't know if they're touring right now. That's a good question, but, especially after this movie drops. They're going. You as, would think they would going as Queen minus their main front man. I right. Mean, it's kind of like. To, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's I don't know. It's a tricky thing. It, it I think a what lot think, of Dolly? it comes down to like corporations and your But you're not going to sell shows as like the former guys from Soundgarden or something, you know. Well, the record labels have the final say. They're like, "Oh, we want to we want to maximize you know, every bit of money, every last penny that we can. So we're going to we're going to uh What's the word I'm looking for? Sell it out for as much as we can. We're going to maximize. We're going yeah. to ride this ship for as long as we can until yep. there's no more money left. And that's what it boils down to. But with like Dave Grohl, he went on, he did Foo Fighters. Yeah, and I have a He's lot of respect own, for those He guys. has his own record label. He does yeah, his own stuff. He did his own thing. He's not Love him or hate him. on something exactly. that was already an institution. Exactly. So, exactly. You know? Exactly. Anyway. 
I think it's because he's got some decent talent and has something to say, and he wanted to do it on his own terms, and he's like, I'm not going to be a Nirvana cover band Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because that's what you would end up doing, right? So to Aaron's point, yes, I agree with you 100%. Do something new, right? Like, you know? Create your own brand. Yeah. Kind of, it sucks for the guys that are still in the band, you know? They They didn't ask for this. Yeah. They would probably prefer him yeah. being there. Okay, but, the the uh, the last bit of Dave Grohl news here, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. He lost his voice on that show, the show that we're talking about, where he reunited uh, with uh, Chris Novoselic and all of that in Seattle. The group was forced to re- uh, reschedule several upcoming shows and will now resume their tour in Vancouver. Grohl jokingly said in a statement, "That's the last time I make out with Bono." Why are you? Uh, why is he saying that? Right. Well, because Bono, the night, the same night in Berlin, uh, t- had to cancel the U2 concert right in the middle of the show. Apparently, he said uh, that, that he said, "quote I've seen a great doctor, and with his care, I'll be back to full voice for the rest of the tour." So happy, relieved that anything serious has been ruled out. But it was the same night Bono uh, lost his voice, and so Dave Grohl was kind of making a joke about that. That's the last time I make out with Bono. That's mm. funny. <laughs> okay. Same night. Metallica. He could have said shared Bono, a cigarette with, or oh, did I Bono took a respond? sip of drink. No. Okay. Of course, no. I no. bet you Bono had a funny response. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, Metallica kicking off uh, their tour. We were saying they're in the news once again. They just kicked off their huge worldwide tour, which is their first major tour in 10 years. And so they're going to be coming around. Uh, the first time they've been in Fresno since 2008. They've only played Fresno five uh, times. My in prediction. Their do, my prediction. They're going to. Do we know who's at the Super Bowl yet? When do they tell us? Do we no, hear? everybody thought it was going to be Metallica uh, this year because they put their new album out. But, no, yeah, maybe it's this that's year. My, I'm, that's my, my prediction. That'd be good. That'd be good. Seems like whoever's currently touring, like the one, that, like if it's a Metallica type band, or oh yeah, and they do the, they uh, always... the when we went to the AT and T Park, we we went to Metallica night, and they were playing on the field. At, at the yeah, it was James Hetfield game. and Kirk Hammett. They did the national anthem, and they so... were doing some Metallica swag and stuff. All right, yeah, so it was pretty it's, cool. Yeah, I, I'm going with you, Aaron. Remember, I said that. Yep. All right, He's calling it now, folks. Calling it now. It's it's on record. Uh, Metallica as the. Uh, 2019 is that what you're saying 2019 yeah. Super Bowl yeah. halftime show talent that's a good call <laughs> that's my guess that's a good one could be these guys imagine dragons oh, that could easily be these <laughs> dude bags. bags these dude shish bags so he calls out Eminem imagine dragons Dan Reynolds making headlines because he called out Eminem for the hateful speech in his uh, apparently uh, this new album that uh, Eminem dropped it was called Kamikaze took aim at several rappers including Lil Xan Lil Pump Joe Budden and even Tyler the Creator in attacking the odd future frontman Eminem used a homophobic slur on the song The Fall imagine dragons Dan Reynolds took to Twitter over the weekend and said quote it's never okay to say a word that is filled with hate. I don't care what, what year you were born or what meaning it has to you. If it contributes to hate and bigotry, then it's hateful, period. There is never an okay time to say the word F. We, we don't need to spell it. You can figure it out, Gaysler. I don't care who you are, end quote. So what do you uh, think, Dahlia? I agree. 
Yeah, he's right. Why do you need to do that? Eminem has also been saying that word since we've known him, right? So That's what do you true. expect? I mean, yeah, think about it. If you were kind of like an Eminem fan up until like a year ago or something or recently, you would say, I don't have a problem with any of his previous stuff, right? Well, uh, yes, Maybe. you're right. Maybe not. However, um, no effects was booed off stage for saying some slanderish things so why isn't he being booed off stage for well he is I saying mean, the same he's type getting of a lot of uh bad things uh, a lot of whatever negative he feedback should. right now he should so uh there you go no no positive vibes toward him right now if he's going to be using that type of language figure yeah. it out there you're you already go. slandering people you got to take it another step get over it <laughs> yeah i agree uh, all right, Slash uh, finally settling his divorce. Hopefully this will be the last time we talk about Slash and his stupid divorce. Uh, he's going to have to pay his wife $6.6 million plus $100,000 a month in spousal support oh and $39,000 a month per child How much is he in still child pulling? support. A year. We were saying $45 million, remember? He made $45 million last oh year. Oh, my God. So that's, that's how crazy. much... Look Check at this. Slash, Slash got to keep his guitars and musical compositions at their house in Beverly Hills and a 2011 Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> I must really care about that. <laughs> Not my truck. <laughs> so it says also he was awarded to give each of his children 0.09% of his earnings, almost a percentage of his earnings, for the next 20 years. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a... Those kids get a point every mm. year of his earnings, and if he's yeah. making forty-five million dollars, one percent of forty-five million is still quite a bit. Uh, plus, they're thirty-nine thousand dollars a month in child support, which is just insane. What did she do before this? Was she only with Slash? Is that like her only? I don't know. It says they got married in Hawaii, October fifth, two thousand one. They got two sons. Uh, Why don't you get a taste of that lifestyle? She's been you're there. In, you're entitled for to the it. long haul. They've been together for a while. They got two sons, London sixteen and Cash fourteen. For all we know, like she has like the backbone of his enterprise. Yeah, who knows? I don't know if she's the Sharon. Are you trying to make her out like Sharon Osbourne? I'm not trying to make her out like so. anything. I'm just posing different scenarios. Okay. Well, the judge also granted Perla, who got physical custody of the children, access to Slash's internet provider records from Charter Communications, as she believes his current girlfriend has been harassing her online. Ooh. Hmm. Well, that's not, like, a surprising thing. Bless you. Who gives a shit, though, right? Man. Get it together, people. Yeah. All right, so, trivia, guys. All right, trivia. This is a good one today. On this day in rock and roll history, trivia in 1994. On this day, September 7th, the MTV Video Music Awards, Beastie Boy Adam Yauch, MCA, in character as Nathaniel Hornblower, rushes the stage when this band beats Sabotage for Best Direction. It's the first such intrusion at the VMAs. This is basically the first time that somebody said, whoa, 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 hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. We should get this award. These guys don't deserve it, and literally went up there and interrupted them. I'm saying R.E.M. Lose, losing my religion. Was it A, R.E.M., Sorry. B, U2, or C, The Smashing Pumpkins? Dolly has already gone on record saying R.E.M. Losing my Damn. religion. Well, I remember the Sabotage video. I remember that R.E.M. video. All of these artists, I will say, are I, I researched this. They were all nominated in the category that I and put on it, here. It probably would have been today, yeah? Hey, get Rory From Smashing Pumpkins, right? Get Rory. Right on. 
What happened? Uh, yes, uh, Smashing Pumpkins was Disarm. I'll tell you that. Oh, it was Disarm. Um, U2 was... Um, I can't remember the U2 track uh, that it was, but I know R.E.M. was losing my religion. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins oh, was yeah, Disarm. U2 is a... Oh, gosh. They what had a really good song? track that was nominated. I can't remember what it was. It, but was, it was also played in Friends. <laughs> I'm going um, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins? <clears throat> C. Aaron's going with Smashing Pumpkins. Dahlia's going with R.E.M. Yep. Drum roll, please. Uh, R.E.M. Everybody hurts. Uh, oh, I had the track wrong. Everybody hurts. Oh, yeah. Everybody hurts at that point in the show for the VMAs. R.E.M. had already won three times, and the Beastie Boys had Spike Jones as their director for this one, if you remember. It was a pretty cool video, right? Sabotage is a pretty awesome video. Uh, they were thinking they were guaranteed the win for at least that. So he stormed the stage and started making a case for that. Also notable for the uh, couple Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley on this day received a standing ovation as they walked on stage after turning to the audience and proclaiming, and just think, nobody thought this would last. Jackson grabbed Presley and kissed her. It was like the weirdest kiss, man. I it was, remember that vividly. It was vividly. fucking weird. It was so weird. Still to this day, and he like that was ninety four. I thought that was, was later. Like, was yeah, it to show the world he wasn't gay or something. Yeah, that, that that's to me. That's what it seemed like. Like, hey, look, I married somebody. Not, leave me, leave me alone. Not that he's not gay, just that he was trying to normalize his situation. Yeah, because we don't know, you know. Yeah, who knows what how is, he would have been down and. <laughs> that dude is that, crazy. That is your cat. Rory is a cat messing with the, ha- the, the headphone wires in here. He's just going oh, no. crazy. Cat. Rory studio Rory cat on the loose. Rory. All right. Yeah, a studio cat on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's, oh my God. He's a good cat, but he loves, like, string, and he, just wants he sees play. these head headphone wires on the ground here and just wants to And he sees <laughs> you, like, them. moving with them. Yeah, he sees him moving. Eventually, we'll go wireless, so pay that 99 cents per month, <laughs> yeah. and we will get new mics go. in our studio. Please go to anchor.fm and uh, type in the Garage Rock Show podcast, and uh, you'll see the donate button there where you can donate as little as 99 cents to support this podcast. If you're listening and enjoy what we do, provide snacks. It, it's going to provide some extra headphones for people in the studio. Uh, and actually, maybe we'll get to the point where I can actually give some of our guests some actual money for their time <laughs> coming down here. But, I, you know, it's a pipe dream. We'll see if we eventually get there. You never know. You never know. Uh, all right. So moving on to Sports Minute here. But not before we get to an ad from Crow Milk. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles... You know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that "I don't give a fuck" mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. 
drink it and, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow monk. So thank you, crow. Monk. And we are back. Sports minute here. Colin Kaepernick has a new deal with Nike. Uh, I'm sure you guys have been hearing about this t- uh, in the past couple days. He doesn't even have a job. He's not even on a team. But yet he is the new face of Nike. Uh, basically, the new um, thing is, quote, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. That's the new slogan for Nike. They're rolling out the commercial actually tonight as you guys hear this. The commercial will already be on TV and drumming up some other controversy and stuff. It's a multi-year deal. Make him one of the faces of Nike's 30th anniversary campaign, which is actually kind of a, a big thing they're rolling out here. So what do you guys think about this? Aaron, especially, what do you think? I don't know. I don't give a shit. Do you think it's a kind of a Everybody, PR? It seems like a PR stunt at this point. Everybody a big deal on one shit. side or the other. They're trying I wear to like, Nikes already. This is not going to make me... Are you going to go burn them? This is not going to make me <laughs> stop wearing Nike or wear them anymore than I already do. I don't care. It's not even on care. a team to sponsor it anyway. Everybody that's else has that, to That's make what them. I think, too. Is like it's it, To me, this is such a PR. Good for him. They turn into the sure, political yeah. shit. Every but time, it turned yeah. into this kind of PR stunt to where he's not even on a team, and Nike's like almost kind of cashing in on that. Like, hey, you know, uh, let's let's ride this kind of publicity train. And, and get all the stuff that we can get. Suckling on that teat, man. I don't Suckling know. on the teat. I mean, I'm not downgrading what he's done and brought attention to, and I think his um, his path and what he's trying well, to go for is really of, cool. A lot of people consider him, a, in a way, a civil rights activist, oh, right? That's so awesome. He's um, starting to become that, and I could see him, like, wouldn't he be a great motivational speaker, like, doing something that in his professional career? I could see him being yeah. that kind of a guy, you know? And I aspire to be a civil rights lawyer. Chris and I talked about this the other night. It's a long road. So I mean, civil rights is kind of it's a hot bush, a hot button issue, right? And so you're saying you would, you know, that's kind of something that you would want to pursue. I mean, oh, yes. you'd have to deal with. I mean, would you, you know, basically want to represent or feel empathy for these people that are trying to make these um, statements in a society where it's kind of hard and against the grain to do so, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough thing. So. Uh, anyway, regardless how you feel about it, that's one of the biggest headlines in in the <laughs> sports world this week. That's pretty much all we got, um, besides uh, our soccer tournament that we're doing. Uh, <laughs> me and Aaron are in a thirty five and older soccer league, and I gotta maybe say, you, man, you guys are gonna win one of these days. <laughs> maybe we'll win one game this year. I don't know. We'll Your have guys' to see. team is actually way better. Yeah, Aaron, we're you missed to... the game on Friday. Oh my gosh, it's so much better. The goalie, if he still... Yeah, our new goalie's pretty good. He's uh, really good. Uh, Ronnie's out on the field now. Uh, was that kid 35? <laughs> Seriously? There was like a guy who looked like a kid to me. He was smaller. Oh, like, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy, uh, yeah. Don't say 30? the last name, but... No, yeah. 35? Yeah, yeah. he's our age. He's I, wow. I think he might even be him. a year older than us, or no? Really? Same age? Nah, same age. 35? He's Swiss. Yeah. So. so there you go. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully you guys win tomorrow. Get out and do something is the bottom line. Just get, like I, I can't say how much it's like been a, a great thing to just like get into shape, just running around and doing something outside. So whatever you're doing, basketball, baseball, uh, get out and do something with your friends. It's a lot of fun. All right, uh, moving on. Movie, TV, entertainment news this week. Die Hard Six. It's going to be called McLean. <laughs> Dolly is slapping her head like, oh my god. Slapping my head and rubbing my eyes. Like, oh my god. Get so. over it. And I'm out. Bruce Willis will be a 60 year old McLean with a younger version of McLean in his 20s. Who's the. Uh, 
I don't know. Is it flash back and forth, or is it his son? What yeah, I guess. I don't know. It must. That's a good point. Is it his son? Is it actually him it back him? in the early time or something? Like he's reminiscing on his life or something like that? I have no idea. But Die Hard 6 will be called McLean, and it's coming out, I think, either next year or in 2020. So check that out. Uh, this was interesting. Check this out. This is the FBI chick here checking out these slippers. The original Ruby Slippers from The Wizard of Oz. Check that out. So here's the deal. The Ruby Slippers are have been recovered after 13 years of being stolen at a from a Minnesota museum 13 years ago. They were stolen. They were on loan from a memorabilia collector to the Julie Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The hometown, or excuse me, Minnesota. The hometown of the late actress who played Dorothy when someone climbed in through a window broke into a display case and made off with the shoes they were insured for a million dollars the fbi has been investigating this for 13 years and said a man told the insurer last year that he could help get the shoes back and after nearly a year-long investigation on top of that they were recovered in a july sting operation in minneapolis so somebody trying to sell them or something i don't know uh what do do with some shit like that I mean, how could you even try and sell that, right? Like, yeah. I got Judy Garland's original. And where slippers. is whoever's going to buy it, like, put it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, three I, other pairs of the ruby, ruby slippers that Garland wore are currently in possession of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the Smithsonian, and private collector. So there you go. Uh, there's that FBI photo of that e- examining the shoes is just pretty, pretty neat. All right. News from around the world. Uh, angry protesters clash with police after a 200-year-old Rio museum is destroyed by fire in Brazil. Did you see this, nope. dude? Like the f- this is a photo of them actually putting it out, but the flames on this thing were insane. It was like a, a raging fire uh, on this uh, museum. Here's the deal, though: is it's the country's oldest and most important museum, which held some 20 million artifacts. Wow. Most of the collections are feared to have been completely destroyed, including indigenous, pre-Columbian artifacts, stuff that you couldn't get, uh, you know, that should have been in the Smithsonian or something, right? Is it documented, though? Is it taking pictures of all that shit? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if they have any of that stuff documented. It was all just in this museum. They thought, you know, whatever. I don't know, right? You gotta so, get some 3D imaging of every piece <laughs> nowadays, huh? So protesters turned out after reports linked the fire to government spending cuts and inadequate maintenance of key infrastructure, including the building's sprinkler system. Several people tried to storm the gates and enter the ground. Police in riot gear using pepper spray to contain the crowd. So the deal was is there was a, bud- a bunch of budget cuts. They say the, the, the building kind of went into duress. There wasn't an adequate sprinkler, sprinkler system, and that's what led to this huge fire. Was it an electrical fire or something? I don't know. It, it must have been, right? I, I don't know. They don't say what the cause is of the fire it's still under investigation but uh that's a good point i mean right i mean if it was all due to budget cuts and they were kind of letting this thing go into uh you know look at all those people they're pissed uh so crazy see museums making a lot of money no and they don't they don't they really don't they rely on like government bonds and government subsidies to be able you know like how we have our court courthouse museum yeah here in merced like who the hell is going in there to that out daily yeah like maybe a field trip but it would suck once, if it all burned down, right? Like all of our yeah. town's history, all the original yeah. documents, all the original photos, 
and it was all because they didn't have an adequate sprinkler system, you know. Mm. That if they traced it back to that, we'll follow up hopefully, you know, with some uh, better news. But that sounds uh, kind of weird. So, Tropical Storm Gordon uh, making landfall near Alabama and the Mississippi border yesterday, 10 p.m. last night. The wind speeds are getting as high as 74 miles per hour. A child was already killed in Pensacola, Florida, when the tree fell onto a mobile home around the time uh, that the hurricane made landfall. More than 27,000 people without power. Number is rising. Evacuations are going on. As much as eight inches of rain possible in some parts of the state. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Eight inches of rain is like, what's that? I mean, almost a foot. That's insane. Yeah, I heard the story with the uh, kid that was trapped. and What about it? It was... Uh, it was like a neighbor's um, story where he c- heard the kid kind of crying. It was a baby or something. It was oh, trapped and man. it didn't they ended up getting to the hospital, I think, and then d- uh, the baby didn't make it. Oh, that's brutal. Crazy, crazy. Uh, so hopefully everything kind of works itself out there. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a brutal thing. Nothing you can really do about it. Hunker down, get out of there. If you have friends and family in the Gulf states, uh, please try and get, reach out to them and make contact. Uh, NASA offering, this is a crazy thing, $750,000 for a way to turn CO2 into other molecules. If you guys know a scientist, uh, you can cash out almost a million dollars who could come up with a way to turn carbon dioxide into molecules. This, I think this is kind of a sad situation, too, that NASA's reaching out to the general public to kind of like, uh, yeah, hey, we fun. can't figure this out, guys. Uh, do you know somebody that knows how to convert CO2 into a... <laughs> right? I mean... It's kind of crazy, right? Reaching out to the yeah. public for this? Some, maybe get some stoners. Well, I blow some CO2 through my tube <laughs> and get some wax, you know? I wonder if I can do it. Yeah, some wax dudes may know what's up. Uh, the goal is to have to bring as little as possible to Mars by being able to use whatever resources there are. In the CO2 conversion challenge, NASA is start is to start is asking some... researchers to focus on converting CO2 to glucose. If nobody can do that yet, does... Seven hundred fifty thousand sound like pretty cheap. Yeah, for, right. Like, a new technology. It should just be. Like, a, why don't you just say a million? Why do you yeah. gotta cut it? Cut it Maybe down to seven fifty, right? Yeah, that sounds. Just put a million dollar cheap. on there. I think somebody could come up with that. Maybe uh, Jeff Bezos, as Amazon reaches one trillion dollars in value, the second second company in history to do so after Apple, uh, the most uh, valued publicly traded company. Um, Amazon re- reaching the one trillion dollar in market value mark yesterday. Amazon stock has increased over six hundred percent. What's like the third? The last five years. What's the third. I don't know. The probably. Uh, I have no idea. My guess was Walmart, but Walmart maybe. Um, <laughs> it's probably something else though. Windows. Oh, what's uh, Bill Gates thing? Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. So my, maybe Microsoft, probably. Apple, Amazon. Uh, so here's something interesting. Drones. Have you seen a drone flying around your neighborhood ever? Uh, I, not like directly around my house, but I was about a block away from my house heading home and I saw some kids using, actually it was, it was at nighttime and they, it was all lit up blue. Oh yeah. Like flashing lights in the dark. I was actually tripped out when Uh. I came down the street. Thought it was some type of UFO or something. Yeah, like what I'm the like, hell's going on, right? Closer, I'm, oh, some kids out there with a little drone. Well, apparently real estate agents uh, use them a lot to take airborne images of homes, videos, and yeah, stuff I've seen like some that. Yeah, some of those pictures. Right. Uh, well, apparently 
these are becoming, uh, they're supposed to be uh, re- regulated by the FFA, or excuse me, FAA. If you hear an unidentified buzzing object in your neighborhood, you should know that their use is regulated by the FFA, or excuse me, FAA. State laws also limit their activities, especially when they're equipped with video equipment. So it's I'm uh, thinking um, it's going to start being an issue. I think. Yeah, I'm thinking they could be somebody could, could be, be spying out, on you too. Somebody right? Could be out by uh, a female out by their pool, maybe yeah. tanning or looking in your backyard, see if you're growing weed or what you got in your uh, garage or. Let me fly around, see if I can look inside your house on your window or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to start getting regulated. Uh, kind of crazy. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, all right. So hard alcohol banned at fraternities nationally after drinking-related deaths. This seems like kind of like a no-brainer. And I've always kind of wondered this in the past, like, 10 years, how they really get away with it, you know? Like all these fraternities and parties and shit where they're just sanctioned fraternities at these colleges that just like kids are dying kids are like ending up getting their stomach pumps in the uh, nicu unit anyway so apparently the vote came after a series of recent drinking related deaths involving fraternities including hazing deaths where they're like trying to initiate these guys where this uh nic which is called the north american interfraternity conference said nearly quote all the involved deaths were high percentage alcohol uh, beverages involving those some schools have already been doing this on their own. Purdue University banned hard liquor in 2015. Others, uh, like University of Kansas, University of Indiana, and Missouri also banned hard liquor. So it just seems like kind of a li- liability thing as well. But I don't know. You think it's kind of an end of an era for the frat, like, you know, the frat guy fucking, yeah. They'll still, they'll still have it. Yeah. I mean, do you think they'll get searched like every Well, here's night? the thing. They have to have a licensed third-party vendor at a registered social event. So it's got to be, like, advertised, registered. They have to have a third-party vendor so doing the alcohol. The, instead of having a, the parties at their own fraternity, they'll just take it to another place. Or at least that the third-party vendor shows up at their place. Like, let's say it was a, a brewery or something that decided to bring their brew truck. Then they're liable. And they're serving, and yeah, then they're liable. Mm-hmm. But the, the deal is is that most of these fraternities serve their own alcohol, right? They just got bottles of liquor lying yeah. around. So if you have a third-party vendor supplying the alcohol, they're liable. And then, so that's okay. That's what they're saying. Yeah. That makes I mean, more sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Know, but kids, we'll see if they actually kids do that. that age aren't real responsible and you could easily could easily get out of hand as yeah. you get older you kind of realize you can't really chug a whole bottle of vodka <laughs> and uh, not, not such a great <laughs> idea anyway right might, might put you in the hospital uh all right so check this out uh have you heard about this a car subscription apparently there is a new thing that they're trying out it's called car subscriptions they can regularly trade in for a different vehicle Subscriptions can be suspended whenever users want because of the trade-in option. There are also to people, uh, people who like being able to drive all different kinds of vehicles. So, like, so let's say you want to drive an SUV in the wintertime. You want to drive a sports car in the summertime. Car subscriptions are a new idea, and the programs are still being developed. But startups like Clutch Technologies in the Atlanta area are already up and running. Car makers are getting involved, too, with Ford getting into car subscriptions through a San Francisco subsidiary called Canvas, which offers subscriptions for used once-leased vehicles from $379 a month up to $1125 a month, depending on the model. What do you think about that? That's an awesome idea. Whoever someone's cashing in. Yeah, I mean, I that's... I thought of that. <laughs> right? I, I mean, mean uh, you know, people have been le- people lease cars. You can get a car on a year lease, you know, a couple of years. 
get a new car every year, but never that, never like a subscription service. And here's where the you thing: switch them up. You always have to have really good credit to get that lease option. Mm-hmm. You have to have real good credit and a lot of cash on hand kind of deal for a down payment. But apparently, with this, it's you don't need to do that. Uh, here's the deal, though: you do have a driving limit of 500 miles per month. But subscribers can pay extra for higher miles, and unused miles can be rolled over to the next one. So huh. that's kind of interesting, right? Three set the low range three seventy nine all the way to eleven twenty five. I wonder what you get for the. the it's bottom. depending on the model. So I mean, maybe like three seventy five, three seventy nine is like it's a eighties uh, Pinto. <laughs> probably not that far back, but uh, oh shit! <laughs> all right. <laughs> Generation Z. So this is something new to me, like being from what I consider like a... We're kind of like a Xennial. We're between Generation Z and Generation X. We're not exactly... I don't consider ourselves millennials. Uh, I think we were kind of born before all of that stuff. Still played outside before the cell phone era. Didn't get my cell phone until the end of high school. True. You know, that kind of yep. deal. Yep. Um, but okay, so Generation Z is the new generation ready to take over the world. They are going to be the new biggest generation out there, and these are people who are born between 1995 and 2012. So this is the new Generation Z, right? So there's the bo- a book out called Generation Z at Work by father and son team David and Josh Stillman, where they talk about Generation Z's like kind of things, what would the, what they're into. So what they're saying is Generation Z likes their privacy. No more of those open office spaces. The walls are going back up. They might not be very good at listening to opposing opinions because they grew up in web world where everyone uses the only sites that match their political biases and they don't respect a college degree as much as their elders. They see folks like Microsoft founder Bill Gates getting along just fine without one. So what do you think about that kind of mentality and approach? That's <laughs> cool. I mean, it's crazy to think about, really. Yeah, that we're not the new generation <laughs> anymore, right? Yeah. Millennials, and they're called, like, basically Generation Z now. But if you were born between 95 and 2012, which is uh, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. So, there you go. And speaking of young kids, Colorado may lower voting age to 16. Voters in Golden, Colorado will be weighing in. It's a new thing on the polls uh, for the November 6th um, voting ballot. Colorado law sets 18 shit burping shit <laughs> Colorado law sets 18 is the minimum voting age golden is the home rule city could lower it for municipal races and ballot issues so what do you think about voting as low as 16 though to be honest I didn't really give a shit about politics until yeah. I was like my, I like probably either. late 20s to, to be honest like but yeah I don't con- I you know I don't consider my I, some kids are more mature than others. I probably didn't really, uh, looking back, I wasn't really mature until that time, you know? Yeah. Like, I might have been a late bloomer, but some kids are in some kids are in college and in high school or, or uh, 15, 16 years old already, you know? So, yeah, this is interesting. But you they leave s- it open to all of them, though, I don't know. You get a bunch of people that just don't know shit. You well, know? they're saying what, what the data is, is they're saying, quote, this is according to the Denver Post, that it's clear that the age 16 is a better time to establish a new habit than the age of 18. And data places that lower than the voting age shows that 16-year-olds do indeed vote at a higher rate than first-time voters. Maybe because they're young and they, they're getting enthusiastic about it. It definitely is a movement with, with young people. I mean, right I got to say, around that time, like that's when I was starting to pay attention in 
world history, politics, English class, I was starting to get influenced by bands like Dead Kennedys and starting to figure out things in terms of politics. You know, at that young time, I, I, admittedly, I didn't know a lot about it, but I was excited about it. And something like that, if I had the voting age at 16, I think people could get excited about that, you know? Yeah, that's cool. It's interesting. Uh, all right, so the most livable city in the world, where do you think it is? Definitely not Merced, California. <laughs> it's Melbourne, Australia. Uh, the world's most livable city for seven years in a row. Now it's been edged out by Vienna, Austria, in the latest ranking by the Economist Intelligence Unit. The organization ranks cit- cities on stability, healthcare, culture, environment, education, and infrastructure. So Melbourne dropped to second place, while the other two Australian cities, Adelaide and Sydney, also made the top ten. Three Canadian cities also made the list. Toronto, Calgary, and Vancouver. I can definitely attest to Toronto, where I went to college in 2004. It was one of the best cities I've ever been to. I thought it was really awesome. Well, mate, might have to move to Australia. (laughs) Other cities in the top ten. Osaka, Tokyo, Japan, Hamburg, Germany, Helsinki, Finland, Copenhagen, Denmark. Those are the top uh, places to live in the world. So there you go. Uh, according to worst drivers, though, California making the top ten of that. Sounds uh, right. Yeah. So here's the deal. Everybody says Boston drivers are the worst. Well, Boston is number two. Hey, get the fuck out of my way, huh? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Uh, apparently, uh, who's the I'm number one? Into you. The number one worst uh, is um, oh Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland is the worst drivers in the world. Uh, Boston is at number two. Other worst cities in the top ten include Washington, Worcester, uh, Glendale, California, also Los Angeles, obviously. <laughs> the nation's safest drivers can be found in Brownsville, Texas, Kansas City, Kansas, and Boise, it's Idaho. It's wide open spaces. <laughs> yeah, probably because there's no one there. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, this is all based on, like, insurance claims and shit, so... There you go. Okay, Aaron, we got to end the episode here, but this is hilarious. I don't know if you got a chance to see this. Two friends decided to play a prank at their local McDonald's by hanging up a poster of those two guys enjoying the food chain. So there was this blank wall at McDonald's, and they're like, you know, there's no Asian guys. There's no Indian guys on this here uh, on the wall, so let's put our own photo up. And they printed out a huge poster and and they tweeted a photo of themselves with the poster. It's got the McDonald's logo. They did like some nice little graphics and stuff. It looks like McDonald's put it up. <laughs> it's been up there for fifty one days, and they went back to McDonald's to kind of document it. They put it on yeah, social. Nobody media. knew. <laughs> the manager thought corporate put it up. The workers right. thought the manager put it up. Yeah. Nobody asked. It's nobody just the asked. new poster because it looks so legit too. Oh, we got a we got a little renovation over here. A new picture. Okay. And then so they go on record as saying like, I hope McDonald's wants us to be their new like Asian models, you know, for the male <laughs> demographic and stuff. They're tr- already trying to parlay it into a sponsorship deal. So props to them. Check That's it out. Funny. It's hilarious. And have a great weekend, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for the Garage Rock Show podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. 
The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.